Sunglasses have been sitting in the sun and they're very hot. <clears throat> Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Uh, this guarantees to be an odd one today because it's a Friday and I'm recording it before noon because I am leaving work early to go to the dentist for the first time in two, three, four years. I don't know. I used to be, you know, every six months diligent back when mom was paying. But, uh, man, my teeth used to be a real source of pride for me. Like, but now I've got like a divot in one of my teeth and they're just, I'm, they're kind of janky compared to the way they used to be and I don't like it. I mean, granted, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. I've seen people with far worse teeth than I have now and they don't seem to give a fuck. But, you know, still. That's where I'm coming from today. Uh, also, let's see, where to begin? Where to begin? Yesterday was heck of a day. Work was no fun. Then uh, we determined that it was time. Well, we, okay. We had Jake put down yesterday. And uh, for those of you who have followed this podcast from the beginning, you'll know Jake, the dog. The one billion year old dog. Um, basically, uh, his legs kind of locked up again and they weren't working. And, uh, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting up to feed himself or. Uh, get water, so he was like he was just kind of getting weak, and basically, his two options were kind of starve to death because he wasn't feeding himself, or go on the pain medicine, which makes him pretty much an unresponsive zombie. He just eats and has like loose poo everywhere, or you know, put him down. So we didn't make the decision. He's Aislinn's grandfather's dog. We contacted Aislinn's uh, cousin, who is power attorney uh, for her grandfather, and she contacted him, and they made the decision. We just, you know, we gave out the info, and they're like, yeah, let's do this thing. It's time. So I had to leave work a little early, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to the veterinarian in time to be there for him, but I did. And, um, yeah. And I was, uh, more broken up about it than I thought I would be. Because, I mean, Jake's been a pain in the ass for a little while now. I mean, we love him, obviously, but he, uh, if it... <laughs> But the vet was so super sweet about it, and really cool, and kind of... If the vet had been like, boom, dead, 
get out of here. Ace and I would have been fine, but she was super, like, trying to to comfort us, but it, it kind of, it melted the ice all around our cold hearts, and, uh, we definitely shared a little bit of a hug and cry outside of the vet for a few minutes before we went on with the rest of our day. And it's weird, like, I'm not even 24 hours from when he died, but I, I hadn't realized how much Jake had become a part of my routine during the day, because he couldn't do stairs, and he couldn't hold his bladder um, until Aislinn and Morgan would wake up. So, you know, I would wake up, and first thing, I would pick up Jake, carry him downstairs, take him outside. And um, he slept at the foot of our bed in a dog in a dog bed, and, you know, it just wasn't part of my routine this morning. It was weird. And last night, last thing I do before I go to bed is I put Jake out so he has the least amount of pee in him possible. Um, well, I will, at first I'll, I'll do dish, I'll put Jake out, I'll bring him back in, give him his wet food, he needed wet food because he got kidney stones a lot. Um, do dishes, put him out again after Ace and I are done playing Borderlands or whatever we're doing that evening. Then carry him upstairs, put him in his dog bed. That was, you know, he was the beginning and end of every day for the last, like, almost two years, I think. So, it was weird. It, it, affected, it affected me more than I thought it would. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's not... It needed to happen, you know? He wasn't really... It's not like we took him out in his prime. So, it's better this way. But, yeah. And then, um... Ace and I took separate cars. Because, you know, I went right from work and she had to get them there in time. And I was 15 minutes late, but they hadn't, you know, they hadn't done the procedure yet. So I was still able to, you know, scratch his ears and whatnot. And, um... So I went and picked up Morgan because we didn't want to put her through that yet. She'll have to do that eventually, but three years old isn't really, uh... It's not necessary for her to see a dog die yet. And, um, so I go pick up Morgan. I come home. As I am getting home, uh, a friend of mine is there picking up the kitten to take, to keep. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Okay. Like, I hadn't, because basically, very, long story very short, he had said he was interested one of his roommates contacted and said that they couldn't, but the roommate never told him. So he still showed up. He's like, no, nah, screw my roommate. We can totally do this. And so we weren't expecting him, and we kind of hadn't... And I had this theory that maybe with Jake being gone, we could budget to have another cat. But, I mean, really it's for the best that this kitten went, uh, went to a house that's 
it won't have to compete with four other cats. It's really for the best, but I wasn't, like, basically I lost two pets in, like, two hours. Fortunately, one was, like, adopted away. That's much less sad, but it was, my my brain was just kind of reeling at the whole, the whole thing. But yeah, we sent off the little kitten, and uh, I had called it it being about, we had 72 hours, and Asa and I figured out that, oh, pardon me, that it was, uh, it was very close to 72, but we hadn't hit it, so I'm kind of one of those, like, hey, I'm very proud, and it's funny, because had he not picked him up that day, I'm pretty sure we would have ended up keeping the cat. Like, my prediction was even more accurate than I thought it would be when I made it. So that's the mindset I'm coming to you at right now. Like, things are still pretty good. I've still got the snake, which I think I've named Alexander. I mean, it's not like he's going to come when I call, so I could change the name on the fly. Um, He's still cupcakes to my daughter. And, um, pardon me again. And, like, I gave us payday today, so that's nice. Uh, playing D&D tomorrow, which is the first time I have in a long time. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. It'll be the first time we play D&D with, like, beer and, with beer involved, so that'll be a blast. Um, because it, it's been that long since I played D&D. Um, then recording the podcast in on Sunday should be we're looking gearing towards a good weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, not a lot of news on the Popular Outcast Productions network front. Uh, the Yes Men did launch, um, so I recommend listening to them. They're a bit they're a bit optimistic and naive right now but they're very self-aware about that fact. So it is not infuriating, it's more endearing. But, um, yeah, yeah. I am very curious to see how they progress. Um, I feel that we have the opportunity to see a lot of change in them over the, over the uh, months and weeks. And, uh, gosh, excuse me, pardon me again. Yeah, yeah. We've got, uh... The guys from the Media Junkies are recording a, a kind of spin-off podcast that we're going to see if it's the right fit for the network. I'm not worried that it won't be, but, I mean, we set up rules that we have to kind of double-check every podcast that comes into the network. So, yeah. Let me see. I wrote some things down over the last couple days that I wanted to talk about on this podcast. Okay. I come down on uh, rich people, spoiled people a lot. And um, because, you know, you get mad at people who have what you don't have, especially if it's handed to them. Um, like, anybody who worked for wealth and isn't then enjoying it, that, they don't really bother me. But people who were handed wealth 
with and have no real appreciation for what they have, they just they make me feel bad about myself, which then makes me angry. <laughs> but I, I felt that I could spend a few minutes talking on the fact that I am self-aware enough to know that I am incredibly spoiled in at least... Well, there's one uh, area of life where I'm aware that I'm incredibly spoiled. And that is with cars. My dad uh, co-owns an auto body shop. And basically, like, I never... For my first car died because the engine seized because I never put oil in it ever and I had it for years and it was after I had moved out of my parents house uh, because with dad being part of the auto body shop just every once in a while he'd be like hey I'm borrowing your car I'd be like okay and he'd come back within a couple hours never thought it never thought twice um what he was doing was like changing my oil and checking the fluids and whatnot. He never really explained that to me. And I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but my dad kind of, he didn't have much choice as to taking up the family business. So, and I believe there's a bit of resentment to that. So he kind of actively pushed my brother and I away from the family business like he did not want us to feel morally obligated to be part of the family business but as a result I know nothing about cars like you can throw years and models at me and I'm just gonna give you a blank stare like deer in the headlights I've I've got nothing like, I've picked things up here and there. Like, I know how to change a tire. I could change a car's oil if you put a gun to my head. Like, I could figure it out. Um, but, like, not near as much for a kid who grew up in and around an auto body shop. Like, I couldn't tell you how much things cost. Like, I got nothing. But... Like, when I was 16, I had a car. And, like, I'm still not a positive how that it's possible. Like, because Dad just, he knows people. And, like, granted, I've never been, I've never had a car that was made in the decade I was driving it. So, I mean, I, it's not like I have been given brand new cars and fancy cars. Uh, but... I've never had to pay for my own car. And I am well aware that this is something that is not the norm. Like, and I, I also, I'm just trying to not get ahead of myself here. So, okay, I turned 16. They're like, all right, you can have the family Astro van. That can be your car, but we're not paying for gas. I will pay for insurance, not for gas. And I was like, oh, so that's why I got my first job. It was like, I had a car just gifted to me, but I, you know, oh, well, I obviously am going to need to get a job to put gasoline in this car to drive places. 
And honestly, if I have the option to do so, I am going to do that exact thing with my daughter. Be like, here's a car. You don't have to pay for it. But I am filling the tank up once, and that is it. And that will be my way of being like, if you want to go places, you'll need to get a job to do so. And that way it'll be her decision. I'm not like, go out and get a job, you lazy kid. It'll just be like, hey, here's the thing. In order to use it, you're going to need to make money. In order to make money, yada, 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 yada. Hopefully it'll work as well for me as it did for my parents. Because, like, I was like, oh, all right. And, like, immediately started looking for a job. And fairly quickly found one. Um... It was a different time. Uh, granted, there's always fast food jobs out there. I work Dunkin' Donuts. It's not a hard job to get. But then, you know, since I turned 16, I think I've been maybe a total of two weeks without a car. Um, yeah, that, that's been 10 years. Over 10 years. And... I've, it's never been two weeks without a car, and I've been through Astrovan, Amigo, um, Jetta, Nissan, Honda, five. I am on my fifth car in that time. I think that's all. Maybe more. And, now, Greg, I used to be very, very like, self-conscious about the fact that I murdered cars. Like, I was convinced I had some sort of, uh, like, gypsy curse on me that I just, you know, that, like, cars came to me to die. And I thought that it was just some sort of deficiency I had. And I would be like, until one day when, like, now, granted, the Nissan, the most recent car before this one, I hit another car in a snowstorm. That's entirely my fault. Um, granted, I mean, I was going 30 miles an hour, and if the car hadn't already slid off the road to exactly the same spot I was sliding off the road on, like, it's not like I ran a red light. I have done that, and I have hit a car, but that was fixable. But it wasn't, yeah, I wasn't being completely irresponsible. But, I mean, I can't deny that I was the one driving the car when it hit another car in a snowstorm, whatever. But, like, before that, um, the engine seized in the Astrovan. You know, I didn't know that changing oil was a thing. I had never been informed. Like... I had heard the phrase before, but I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe that's for other cars. Like, no idea. So, <laughs> while I'm sure my dad facepalmed pretty hard, you know, I mean, that one I didn't feel too guilty about. But then uh, I had the transmission go on another car. I think I had the transmission go on two other cars. And I was just like, what am I doing to these cars? And it was the Jetta. When the Jetta had gone out, I was like, Dad, what? 
what, am, is it my fault? Am I doing something wrong? Like, how can I drive better to not break the cars I have? And he looks at me. He goes, Jeff, you drive 66 miles five days a week. These cars are like 15, 20 years old. Of course they're going to break. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. It's the fact that I commute 45 minutes two ways almost every day for the last, like, six-ish years. <laughs> That's rough on cars, especially older cars. For the majority of that time, I thought I was just doing something wrong. But <laughs> Dad's like, no, you donk. You just drive a lot. That's you know, cars die eventually, and you just drive more than a lot of people do. But so when when I get all high and mighty about how I'm not spoiled, and you know, all these rich kids getting all this shit handed to them, I try to remind myself not to be a fucking hypocrite be like, dude, you've been given five cars. Just handed to you. No expectation of repayment. You know, it's just expect, you know, give them some slack. Granted, I do have an appreciation for it, but I know if this car dies, I'm expecting, like, I've just got this kind of ingrained expectation that a car will show up. When I move out of the area, I am fucking... The first time my car breaks down when I have moved out of state, I am thoroughly fucked. Like, I will have no clue what to do. (laughs) Not looking forward to that, because that's a thing that's gonna happen. The first time that I uh, have car trouble and my dad isn't there to rescue me. (sighs) Fuck. Dad rescues me through a lot of stuff. Like, granted, we're, air quotes, renting the house from him. I don't think we've paid a bill in three years, and it's more... I mean... It's a... It's a a symptom of irresponsible spending. But, like, nowadays, all of our money gets budgeted towards uh, bills we racked up before we kind of wised up and um, I mean granted everybody has their impulse buys here and there but like I just I literally do not have the money to give him rent because like my because I could not pay some other bills but those aren't bills given to me by family and he doesn't ask for it which Again, I'm spoiled in the fact that I have a free house to live in that isn't, like, with my parents. Granted, my dad works, like, 10 feet, uh, 50 feet from my house, so it's not like he's not there to check up on me, but he, he doesn't. And I'm thoroughly spoiled in this, in this part, but, like, again, I've got a massive amount of guilt about it, like, I, I guess this all boils down to, I know that I'm 
not free of blame in the spoiled department, but I'm self-aware about it. I feel bad about it. So, I don't know if that makes me better than people who don't feel bad about it. That seems pretentious to say, but it's kind of definitely the way I think. I'm such a douchebag sometimes. Whatever. Man. I'm excited to go to the dentist. Because I want them to make my teeth look nice. I want them to clean it. I want them to take care of the plaque that's behind my teeth. That I obviously, were I a better person, would have brushed more often. But apparently I'm not. I've got a fucking divot in between my front teeth that just gets bigger and bigger. And, um, I want them to put a filling in it. Hopefully it's not a fucking metal filling, because that's just going to be even more noticeable. I hear they have white fillings. Uh, I'd like that very much. But, I mean, so I'm stoked. I used to love the dentist, because, I don't know, I'm a freak of nature. But, oh, God, that fucking guilt trip they're going to give me, like... You know, this divot wouldn't be in your teeth if you had flossed. Yeah, I know. And just because you've been flossing the last six months doesn't mean that you the fact you didn't floss for two years before that doesn't matter. And I said, like, yeah, I know. And, you know, the fact that you have those piercings in your face means that you're hurting your teeth because they rub or you can bite them. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to take the piercings out, though, because they're more important to my self-esteem than my teeth are. And that's shallow and fucking... God, I'm a total tool. And they're going to be... They're going to be like, you drink too much coffee and tea. It stains your teeth. It hurts your mouth. The fact that you smoke cigars every once in a while hurts your teeth. And I'll just be like, fucking... Just clean my damn teeth and let me ruin them slowly, please. Dentures are cool, right? That's what all the cool kids are doing. And I mean, I'm ruining the teeth that my parents spent thousands of dollars to put braces on. So that's a fucking douchebag move. God damn it. I want to know how people exist without all this guilt. They're probably assholes. Although I have all this guilt and I'm an asshole, so I don't know how that works out. Found that out firsthand yesterday. Christ. Accidentally really, really pissed off somebody on the network. I won't go into detail because I don't need to air that dirty laundry out here. But man, I felt like an ass. Started this episode telling you I was happy. I am. It's kind of mad. I don't know. Got beer and pizza and potato chips and Dungeons and Dragons tomorrow, though. Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's get my mind out of this fucking self-hate spiral. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is the motherfucking goddamn best. And the best way I can explain it is... 
video games are to movies as Dungeons and Dragons are to books. Like, it's a game, and, I mean, it's a role-playing game. You pretend to be someone. And, I mean, it's really, it's a game of pretend, just with rules, which makes it great. But it's also a form of interactive storytelling, like a choose-your-own-adventure, literally, but it's not limited by the number of pages on the book. It's only limited by the man or woman running the adventure, the game master, or dungeon master in particular for Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it's just fucking, it's a, it's a game of limitless possibilities, Can but with a set of rules to kind of rein you in and give you, help, help you, achieve, like, set goals to achieve. I just, I started playing in high school, and, like, I, I knew some of my friends were playing, and I was like, dude, that's for nerds, because... I came in in probably one of the last generations where nerd was a bad thing. And I'm not trying to get all nerd hipster on everybody. But, like, you didn't want to be a nerd. It's awesome that people do now. But then you're kind of getting these weird, like, alpha nerd, bro nerd hybrids. Which I don't feel I am in a place to pass judgment on what anyone identifies themselves as. So if you think you're a nerd, good. You're a nerd. But there's definitely this kind of a combination of nerd culture becoming popular and the internet that is breeding these weird bro nerds, these alpha nerds that are just like super aggressive and like if you call yourself a nerd and can't like prove it, quote unquote, if you can't tell them the associate director of a 10-year-old episode of Battlestar Galactica, they're going to tell you that you're not allowed to think of yourself as a nerd because they know more things than you. And that's just fucking asshole. Like, I know I'm an asshole, but I'm never going to tell somebody that they're not a nerd. Although, granted, I'm also a complete hypocrite, so I'm sure I've done that before. But, like, also, the, like, the quote-unquote nerd girl backlash, like, yes, there are these weird, this culture has bred these weird quote-unquote nerd posers that are like, oh my god, I'm such a nerd, which, I mean, it's, but if they want, here's the thing, ah, ha, ha, hey, I'll tie it into an episode, a previous episode, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. This applies here. If they are, if say, quote-unquote, a quote-unquote nerd girl is legitimately wanting to be a nerd, but not quote-unquote good at it, you know, give them time. Just because she decided she wants to get into, like, video games or uh, anime or blank insert other nerdy thing here at, like, 17 and not eight or nine, like a lot of us have, more fucking power to her. Let people do what they want. Now, there's definitely the breed of uh, quote-unquote fake nerds that are preying on nerds. Like, 
you'll see the quote-unquote gamer girls that are, like, have Instagram photos of them playing, um, of them playing video games in their underwear. That's, that's predatory, and I'm not cool with that. But these, these girls have kind of, and this completely can, is not a a girl-only issue, I'm just speaking from my perspective. Like, I'm sure there are, is an equal, there is this, this, uh, like, group of people is represented by both men and women. Um, I'm just speaking from what I've noticed. And also, there's this huge, like, these predatory, like, oh my god, look at me playing games. And, like, you can find endless threads of these pictures where girls are playing, quote-unquote, a game, but they have the wrong kind of controller for the game they're playing in their hands. Like, just this really phony kind of thing. And they're fucking ruining it for their entire sex. Like, if... So, it's to a point where these weird, defensive... I was a nerd before nerds were cool. Hipster, uh, angry nerds are like just back, just this massive hate flame wars against these any any female who expresses interest in video games or nerdy things in general. Which is what the fuck are you doing? Like you'd think nerds, the people who grew up being bullied and excluded would be a more inclusive group, but no, like, they act like people are being quote-unquote nerd posers. No, they're, maybe they're not. Maybe they just haven't been into this stuff as long as you. Like, it, uh, it's a sad, sad existence that nerd culture is kind of falling into of, like... <laughs> People trying to get into it because it's becoming popular, but the quote-unquote veterans are, like, just shitting all over them. And granted, yes, there are people that are awful and annoying, but that's everywhere. doesn't matter what culture you're in, there are going to be fucking awful people in it. And just this, the nerd hive mind has really divided itself, and even, I mean, and this has always happened. I think it's kind of part of the obsessive personality that leads to being a quote-unquote nerd, and, like, we can argue terms. I grew up where, you know, it was nerd. Some people call it, it was geek where they grew up, grew up, and, like, whatever, whatever. I've got a t-shirt that says geek on it. I accept the fact that regionally I consider it a nerd, whatever, nerd, geek, whatever word you want to call it. Just people that are really obsessed over things. Um, like, and it's commonly, like, video games, comic books, um, anime. Uh, so, yeah. And, like, I'm not opposed to the kind of fracturing and co-opting of the word nerd. Like, there are people who are sports nerds and, um ballet nerds, and, like, I, I am comfortable with the term nerd being used as, like, a modifier to another noun, 
as so like creating a title, I'm not great at grammar, guys. Don't call me on this, um, or be politely call me on my misuse of these terms. I, I'm not a I'm not a grammar nerd, guys. Okay, okay. But like, I'm okay with that meaning that like you're you're like very detail oriented about these subjects. Like, if you can if you can list to me sports player stats off the top of your head, I will I will be fine with you calling yourself a sports nerd. If you are just like, yeah, bro, yeah, I watch every game, yeah, bro, but only my team, fuck the other team, they're all faggots, that's not a sports nerd in my mind, that's a different kind of obsession, it's like a, it's a very macho, like, tribal obsession, not a, like, detail obsession, it's a kind of blind faith obsession, not a... Yeah, so, and I mean, I dislike sports and the kind of culture that has come up around it. Um, I know plenty of real cool people who are into sports and they're not too bro-y about it. And so, like, I don't, I, I will playfully make fun of you for liking sports. That is a thing I will do. And you'll have to accept that if you're my friend. But I don't really care it's if sports make people happy, great, great, whatever, you know, basically everything. If it makes you happy, fucking, you know, do it as long as it isn't hurting anyone else. Like, what the fuck ever? Um, I don't care. Um, I will reserve the right to pick on you for it, but if it really bothers you, call me out on it because I don't want to be an asshole. I just, I want to be a little bit of an asshole, not a guy you hate, though. Because, I mean, come on, picking on people's fun. You just, but oh man it fucking hurts me deep down when I find out that people didn't really know I was joking like god cause I don't want to hurt people I just be I want to be like hey yeah fuck you yeah fuck me fuck you ha yeah high five whatever let's go get a beer um yeah so I man this kind of went off in a direction I'm, I'm alright with it though and like I don't consider myself an authority figure in the nerd community. Like, all of this is just opinion. Don't base your, like... <laughs> don't... You, there's no need for people to base their opinions on mine. Um, if you find yourself agreeing, great. High fives, thumbs ups, whatever. But, um... Yeah. And... Although, I do get a bit... I consider myself a nerd... And I reject people when they say, Whoa there! Nice signal, motherfucker! God, check your rear view, you fucking goddamn baby on board! What the fucking... <clears throat> you guys came very close to witnessing your first on-podcast car accident. Motherfucker. Ugh. Where was I? Oh, I get... I do, my dander, my dander has gotten up by anyone who quote-unquote challenges my nerd cred. Motherfucker, no. Maybe I didn't start as early as some other people did, but god damn it. I pl- I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons since fucking 10th grade, motherfuckers. 
third uh, edition Dungeons and Dragons, I had the pages for what experience you needed, for what level, and what gold you started at with if you weren't starting at first level, memorized for the Dungeon Master's Guide. 30, page 35 for the XP chart, page 135 for the gold chart. Um, granted, the fact that they both had 35 in them helped me, but people would call me and ask me that before texting was a big thing. They'd be like, Jeff, what page? Because it was faster than looking through the contents. Motherfuckers, don't you be calling me out. I got this shit. Maybe I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the worlds of Star Wars. Maybe I haven't seen all of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Maybe I was a Sega kid, not a Nintendo kid. Wow, that train scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I hope you guys heard that. Anyway, but god damn it, I know that I am a nerd. Fuck you if you say I'm not. Maybe I'm not a nerd in the same particular way you are, but god damn it, I would just want to be your friend and hear all the cool things you know about Star Wars, and maybe I'll learn more myself, and I can tell you obscure stories from when I played Dungeons and Dragons in high school and fuck can't we all just get along god damn it you know and embrace this popularization of nerd culture like you know bring people to the flock guys if yeah maybe they're posing but maybe it's because they're they're uncomfortable they are inflating their what they their actual knowledge because they want to have that knowledge they want to be included you know help them out help them grow encourage them not to be you know posers but be like you know what how about pretending you know that stuff know that stuff and like if they're just doing it to be cool they'll move on when the nerd trend goes away and I mean granted I'll, I'll be fine when piercings aren't considered trendy, when tattoos aren't considered trendy, and when nerdiness isn't considered trendy. Granted, ideally, I would rather them be considered the norm than going back to obscurity. Like, I would be great if people were like, oh, he has piercings, whatever, so does everybody. That's, that is great. I, what I... What annoys me is like, oh, he has piercings. That's because everybody does. God. <laughs> no, fuck you. We, I've, I've gone into my feelings of piercings uh, before. It's and like, like, oh God, you just like the nerd shit because that's what everybody's doing. N no, fuck you. Like, I, I will be glad when that mindset goes away. When the next, what everyone's doing, comes up and nerd stuff becomes, oh, he's in the nerd stuff, cool. So is everybody. What are you into? Awesome high fives. Nerd, like, nerdiness is a thing that is just a thing and sh people shouldn't be ashamed for it. That's my end goal. I don't want this stuff to go back to obscurity. I want it to just be a norm. Like, tattoo, tattoos, piercings, nerd, nerd stuff. All stuff that I can be... That people are like, bah, bah, whatever. You're just doing that because it's popular. 
Like, fuck, uh, also, fuck anybody like that. Like, oh, you're into, you think a thing is cool? Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, I know I literally, earlier this podcast said, fuck, said I was going to give people shit that like sports. Fuck whatever. Whatever. They've got their teammates to deal with, or to, uh, you know, I don't know, give them high fives and bro fists and things like that. Oh, man. It's been a real roller coaster this episode, guys. How long have we been recording? 44 minutes. Um, if you're wondering why this episode hasn't come out, because uh, I know I recorded it before noon, it's probably going to come out around the regular time because I've got to go to the dentist and then I've got to get groceries and shit like that. So it'll probably come out after dinner time like it usually does. So if you're wondering as to why it took so long to come out, there you go. I'm probably going to go home. Well, I'm I am going home, but I'll probably grab myself a snack of like a carrot or something, check on the snake to see is it too hot cuz it's a warm day. And, uh, then, yeah, make my way to the dentist. Ugh. If the guilt trip is too bad, I'll probably let you know on Monday. Man. What all did I cover today? The death of Jake. The giving away of the kitten. Why I feel guilty and am a douchebag. How I'm a, how I'm a spoiled, rotten, douchebag asshole. And then nerd culture in general. Man. Fucking shotgun blast of topics today. Mm. Man. I wonder if people listen to this whole thing. Oh! Oh, God, I hope you held on. The Portable Power Podcast is releasing tomorrow. Um, They are our monthly podcast um so yeah first of every month this will be the first first that they're releasing because they released mid-month last month because that's when we brought them onto the network anyway so look for the portable power podcast tomorrow or tonight at midnight tomorrow at midnight same thing Alrighty, take a picture of myself say nerd culture Okay. Alright, this has been your Friday edition of Jeff in Motion. See you Monday, guys.